Hello and welcome to the 12 Minutes of Workplace Health podcast. I'm Harry Bliss, CEO and co-founder of Champion Health, and today we're joined by a friend of mine, an ex-colleague and a partner, and one of the most inspirational people in the field of mental health and suicide prevention, Steve Phillip. Steve is the founder of The Jordan Legacy, and following a tragic event that he will share with us today, he's going to share with you the incredible work that he's doing in the suicide prevention space. Now, there will be topics of suicide and suicide prevention discussed today, and please just bear that in mind when listening to today's show. Welcome to the podcast, Steve. Hi, Steve. How are you? Hi, Harry. Yeah, good to, good to see you again. Yeah, likewise, likewise. So we go back a fair way, um, and the work that you've done, it's fair to say, you're one of the most inspirational figures in the well-being, suicide prevention, mental health space. Would you be okay to just start off by sharing with our listeners about your story and why you do what you do in this space? Yeah, sure. And I, I know, Harry, you know, you and I met literally just a few weeks after a pretty cataclysmic event in, in my life, which was on December the 4th of 2019, when my uh, son Jordan, 34 at the, the time, took his own life. And, uh, you know, I know it was probably in about the February time, I think that you and I got together mm-hmm. and you were just starting Champion Health really at that stage. And, and, and we met and had a coffee. And uh, of course, everything was very raw in those days. You talked about the work that you were doing, and I had no idea really probably what I would be doing with with my life but um as we dealt with all the the trauma of everything that happened after that uh, day in december um one of the things i decided to do was to uh, publish an article via a platform that i'd used a lot and already had quite a decent following and and that was linkedin and i kind of shared the story of everything that we were going through you know what had happened on the day and and the struggles we were going through as a family and the the lack of help and support and posted that article with little expectation in terms of what that might uh, achieve in terms of a response uh, but the response was overwhelming. Um, it was a global response from people that had been bereaved by suicide to psychologists to people just who knew me, obviously, and uh, were sending their condolences. Um, and then interestingly, uh, messages from people who themselves were struggling uh, and had either attempted suicide or were, were considering it as an option and needed help. Uh, and, you know, I pretty quickly realised that, uh, you know, as a non-mental health professional, by sharing my story I'd suddenly put myself in a position where people were coming to me for for kind of help and advice and uh you know I was still somebody you know a grieving father going through yeah. you know a pretty storm of a time to be honest um uh but I realized that I kind of almost felt oddly this responsibility that I needed to be able to say something mm. so really with the help of kind of people in the family that were qualified from a mental health perspective that being Jordan's mum as a senior uh, mental health nurse and and Charlotte Jordan's partner who was just about to qualify as a clinical psychologist we we kind of put a a plan together to write this is this is what you say this is how you signpost people and this is the help that's out there and it was as basic as that very quickly as I recognized that people were kind of resonating with my story and engaging with it I started to share more about what was going on I really started to immerse myself in the world of mental health and suicide prevention to kind of learn more from my own perspective why it might have happened you know I often said to people at that time that on a scale of one to ten my knowledge of mental health was probably a solid two 
you know, I'm probably being generous to myself then, really. So um, I wanted to learn more. Um, and, you know, I'm in the process currently of writing a book. And the working title for that book at the moment is I Could Have Done More, which is a challenging title. And a lot of people have questioned that. But, but what it's really saying is I knew so little about mental health then, mm. as many people do. Yeah. And that perhaps if I'd been better educated or someone had educated me, maybe there were things I would have done differently. And not even maybe, there are things I would have done differently. Would the outcome have been different? Well, that that's questionable. Yeah. Um, so really what that led me on was a journey to start sharing my experience more and starting to share what I was learning from the professionals and the many people that I was starting to talk to online globally about the issues relating to mental health a lot of that in the workplace of course mm. as well and just really how straightforward it could be to have a conversation with somebody and then listen to them and then be able to support them in some way that anybody could do that and you didn't have to be a professional and that led to me creating um, the Jordan legacy initially as a community interest company which is about to to become a full-blown charity and that's really where the journey started it's just remarkable and thank you so much steve for firstly the work you do the energy you have i i think it's impossible to be able to measure the impact that people like you are having um so first of all a huge thank you for um sharing that story and, and for everything you're doing and um, there are some things that you mentioned around I remember speaking to you in Starling Cafe, as you mentioned, it was very raw, and I've had my own personal experience with um, with bereavement through suicide. And it's, re it's really tricky sometimes, um, looking back at the things and the warning signs and so on. I remember you saying you're, you're a very successful business person beforehand. Um, what would you say to that, Steve, or other people in those positions to, to talk to their family, friends, colleagues, um, when, when they know that someone's struggling with their mental health? Yeah, I think firstly, I think we we as, as as parents talking as a parent, but 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 friends generally, I, I think we we all lead busy lives, um, and 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 sometimes even when we know there are problems, we're we're cautious of getting too too involved. One for intruding maybe on that person's mm -hmm. privacy or, or or fear of being receiving a pushback from them um but also we we just we we just get on with life sometimes and we don't stop and listen enough and, yeah. and yeah. you know i think about jordan um you know he was diagnosed clinically with anxiety and depression in 2015 so some four years prior to his suicide uh his mother, a senior mental health nurse, clearly had concerns about his health and would regularly share that with me. And my way of dealing with that would be, OK, I'll give him a call. Uh, and I'd speak to Jordan. How are you doing, Jordan? Um, yeah, OK, Dad. Yeah, I've had a bad day, a good day or whatever. But generally, we would have a conversation that certainly didn't fill me with any concerns. And I'd go back to his mum and say, I've had a chat with him. Yeah, he seems he seems fine. Um but what I wasn't doing, because I wasn't educated and didn't know how to or didn't really realise what this could lead to, a million and one things, you know, I've considered now, is I would never really stop and ask him, how are you really doing? OK, Joe, look, you've told me you're doing fine. You're doing this. You're not sounding overly 
great or enthusiastic moment. How are you really doing? And that was a question that I learned really early on in this yeah. process was that we often ask people, how are you? And we take the first answer we get back. That's not good enough anymore. We've, we've got to go in and we've got to ask that question again. And we've got to completely change the intonation of that question when we ask it the second time. And what we now know is, and I know now, is that if you do ask that question a second time in a different way, you're more likely to get someone say, well, actually, I'm not having the greatest of weeks or days or whatever. All right, tell me. Tell me what's, what's going on for you at the moment. Just explain a little bit so I can understand. And, you know, I would have had, and my advice to people is, we need to be having those we need to be making time to have those kind of conversations. I'm speaking to parents regularly, a number of times each week, who are approaching me saying, I'm concerned about my son, he's away at uni, this will resonate with you, Harry. Yeah. had one yesterday, she's really concerned, he's isolated at the moment uh, and just really struggling to know what to do. Um, and, and so, you know, we're having these conversations about asking these questions. Literally before we came on air, I had a text message from a good friend really concerned about a friend that I know uh, as well there. And we've just been having a conversation about how to have the conversation, things that I would never have known about before. And I think this is why, you know, what I'm doing now through the Jordan legacy, just one of the strands is to say, if mental health issues affect one in four of us in this country, if suicide is the biggest killer of men under 34 at the moment, outside car accidents and any other illness, there is no excuse for any of us not to be educated about mental health. I'd say it's more important than physical first aid because you're more likely to come across someone with a mental health problem than someone who's fallen over and bashed their head in the street. And I think that's what my kind of message is to everyone. You need to understand just in case because none of us ever expect to get that call or that knock on the door and I've spoken to too many people and do regularly who get that knock on the door who would never have dreamt it would ever happen to them. I think that's a really clear message coming through, Steve, um, in terms of that. So th thank you for sharing that. And asking twice is huge. Um, my personal experience, as you know, at university, as you mentioned, I really struggled with my mental health and it took my tutor to ask twice um, about my mental well-being. And it led me from bottling things up um, through to opening up and, and that changed my life. So I, I really resonate with that. In terms of the work that the Jordan Legacy are doing, can you just share a little bit more around the workplace, the community, policy? I know we've only got a couple of minutes left, so that's a, a challenge. But And how can people get involved as well? Because I think if I have more time, I would love to get more involved. Yeah, it's, it's just, uh, I, I mean, I've taken on this beast of a project, uh, really, which... You know, I, I was fortunate to partner up with some some really good people in the early days and, and, and start to understand more about what the zero suicide community was doing globally. And one of the things we, you know, I got, got to learn very early on was that we can't rely simply on governments and the NHS and the systems and processes there that you need in communities and workplaces a really effective ground up strategy. Uh, and that means that everyone, not just HR in the case of a workplace, that everyone is taking responsibility for the mental health and well-being of those around them. Um, and that's about culture. That's about changing the culture of a community, about changing the culture of a, a workplace uh, and, and everyone recognising that they have a role to play. So we can have mental health first aiders. That's that's great. That's a role and a responsibility. But it's a huge responsibility to put on sometimes one person. 
Why should HR be the only department or person to have to deal with mental health? Why can't we all be trained and, and all have the knowledge and the experience to look across at another desk or have a conversation with someone at a break time and know what to say and the questions um, to, to ask. So the Jordan Legacy works around four areas, four layers really. It works with communities, so from sport clubs, uh, we're working with football clubs at the moment, to uh, local small businesses, uh, to community groups. We work with workplaces, large and small. We're just about to start work with a large cargo air freight company. And I'll be going over to Bradford next week to work with a small engineering uh, firm. Uh, we're working with the design and construction industry to look at how suicide, uh, the access to be able to take your own life can be designed out of buildings, car parks, uh, bridges, all kind of different scenarios. We're looking at the, the digital world um, and how tech can be, you know, with your own company, Champion Health, and the great work yeah. you're doing there. How can digital with human support, uh, which is really important, be used more effectively, taking existing technologies and maybe technology has been used in other industries that aren't being applied to suicide prevention that could be. So, you know, we're, we're very early stages still, but we've taken on this kind of huge role. This year particularly, we're going to be working very closely with schools and colleges with the likes of people like Johnny Benjamin, working very closely Amazing. with Johnny. Um, and we uh, just come off a meeting where um, I'm cautious of sharing too much information, but we are going to be announcing a major national campaign called the Baton of Hope. We've already got some pretty high profile people wanting to engage with us in the discussion here. But all I can say at this stage is it will be a nationwide event. And if I can give you any teaser at all, think of the passing of the Olympic torch 2012. Um, I'll leave you with that thought uh, for the moment, pretty, but it's pretty, it's pretty massive project, um, and you know everybody and anybody can get involved with with this. So we'll be communicating much more of this uh, through our various social sites uh, in the coming weeks. Excellent. And if anybody wants to get in touch with Steve, um, look up the Jordan Legacy. Look up Steve Philip on LinkedIn. You're very active on LinkedIn. Your content's fantastic, um, and look to get involved because there aren't too many projects I can think of that are more worthwhile and are going to have more impacts on society going forwards into the future. Steve, thank you so much as a friend, as a former colleague, um, as a partner of Champion Health for all the work that you do and for joining us today on the 12 Minutes of Workplace Health podcast. Been a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me, Harry. Thanks, Steve. For more exclusive insights and content around workplace wellbeing, please subscribe to this podcast and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode.